Hey everyone, Brett Maddox of the Podakesis Podcast here. Hope you are doing well. Uh, we're in just a few moments going to uh, get started with this awesome episode on Sabbath, on the fourth commandment, on keeping the Sabbath and keeping it holy. Uh, we were joined by Maggie Ulmer of Spirit and Truth, of Firebrand Magazine, and of Plain Truth, a Holy Spirited podcast. And man, she just lays out some insights and some truth about Sabbath that was challenging and insightful and at times even beautiful, especially as she connects Sabbath to Jesus. And it's a very, it's an, it really, really was amazing. I know I was blessed by it and challenged by it as well. Uh, as always, be sure to share this podcast with your friends and your family. Uh, you can also leave a message. You can connect with us through uh, our social media platforms. At Podakesis is where you can find us on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, and on Twitter. And then you can also email us questions at podakesis.com or even call us at 404-635-6679. Also, we are a member, as you know, of the Spirit and Truth Podcasting Network, and I just want to remind you of the Spirit and Truth Conference coming up March 17th through the 19th, 2022, in Dayton, Ohio. Information about this conference can be found at spiritandtruth.life, and you can connect in the show notes to the link about that. And we even have a discount code here for you. Just put Podakesis in the discount box when you register to attend the conference, and you'll get $20 off. And uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal, I think. So we hope to see you in March in Dayton, Ohio for the Spirit and Truth Conference. And we hope to connect with you through whatever means you want to connect with us and questions you bring to us and comments as well. Um, but uh, now, enough of all of that. I know you're excited to get, get on to a great discussion about Sabbath with Maggie Ulmer. So let's go ahead and get the show started. Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to another episode of the Podicesis Podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, as Jim tells me. This I'm talk. having a great time. It's <laughs> wonderful to be here. I'm excited about today's conversation. I think I have a lot to learn today. Absolutely. We all do because we're joined by the one and only Maggie Ulmer, who is, and she's got a, like a lot going on. She's managing <laughs> editor of Firebrand Magazine, director of resources and, event and education of Spirit and Truth, and co-host of the Plain Truth, a Holy Spirited podcast. Maggie, how are you? I'm, I'm tired after hearing that. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Dang, it is hot. Yeah. So we, we have said, and people know now that uh, the Podakesis podcast is part of the Spirit and Truth podcasting network, and we owe that what, what? to uh, first to the glory of God, of course. But Aww. we also <laughs> we also owe it to Maggie, who uh, put us together with some other folks within the Spirit and Truth realm, and boom, you mix it all up, and what do you get? Podakesis podcast is part of the network, and so thank yeah. you for that. That's awesome. Oh no, that was a no-brainer hearing you guys. You guys are great, and um, yeah, like I said, it's super easy decision. I was like, Tony, you need to check these people she, out. Now. She re the, the thing is, she really loves our nerd humor, and that's that what was it is. That's, that's, that's exactly what, what it is. Swayed it over, pushed us over the edge. Absolutely that's fantastic. 
Yes. Well, as always, uh, hit us up on social media at Podikesis is where you can find us. Uh, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get started in with the catechism as we look at the fourth commandment, uh, which is the uh, commandment dealing with Sabbath. And this mm. is the commandment that I break all the time. And so I don't know <laughs> what kind of authority or uh, I can bring a lot of hypocrisy to this you discussion. You have none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> today, today we bring forward our hypocrisy and the word of the Lord. That's about I, it. That's about it. I feel like oh, a Doc God. Holiday you know, in Tombstone. <laughs> my hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's another movie. You're getting up into the 90s. Brett, Maggie yeah, has not watched a movie before 1990 until we got a hold of him. <laughs> yeah. Now he's working his what? way up into the 90s. Brett references movies from the 70s and 80s all the time. So this is a big moment for him. The golden age of Tombstone that yeah. was made in the 90s. So Maggie, how funny is it that um, we're on this episode of Sabbath and we just listed off like everything you do. <laughs> yeah, well, I do keep the Sabbath though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Praise the Lord on that. But I, but I mean, I, I might have a slightly different definition of what it means to keep the Sabbath at this point, but... Ooh. Ooh. Which is interesting because we're going to find out here as we look at Sabbath is, is that uh, there's there's some ambiguity ambiguity is how you say that word uh, you to sure? uh, what it means to keep the Sabbath when to keep the Sabbath all of that kind of stuff so it's pretty yeah. pretty interesting stuff going on all right so let's get into the catechism Alan are you ready to do some answers here oh always well I'm gonna throw some questions at you you got to get these right though okay you okay, have... okay 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 all right, okay, here okay, we go. okay all right. So uh, there's a, a few questions here on the Sabbath from John Wesley's revision of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. You can find that resource at seedbed.com. And uh, we'll start off with uh, number uh, 57, which is, which is the fourth commandment? Well, the fourth commandment is, and I'm quoting Exodus uh, 20, uh, verses 8 and 11, through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it, it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, your manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor your strength, nor your stranger that is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. All right. Oh, and that then, was so nice of him. Yeah. Hallowed it. Hallowed it. And then question 58. How are you doing? <laughs> did you just... All right. Let's just, I'm sorry. I'm did sorry. you just say, hallowed are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. What? Uh, all right. Question 58. What is required in the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment requires the keeping holy to God such set times as he has appointed in his word expressly one whole day in seven to be a holy Sabbath to himself. And then we're going to go on to the next question, which is uh, which day of the, of, of the seven has God appointed to be the weekly Sabbath? Hmm. Well, Wesley's done some revision. Yes. Uh, but yes. I think took out um, the red pen. Yes. I think it's more for, um, um, brevity's sake, but yeah. um, um, I'm just going to read what Wesley wanted to be in the Catechism. Yeah. Uh, uh, he said, Till the resurrection of Christ, God appointed the seventh day of the week to be the weekly Sabbath and the first day of the week ever since to continue to the end of the world. You know what's so funny, too, is sometimes the work of brevity that he does, you look at it and go, it really doesn't make it that more brief. <laughs> 
you've just marked out like three words. Well, just I just had to sit here and explain to you why he uh, did it, and so it's taken just as long. That's true. That's true. Y'all, I have, I have, after uh, what, almost forty episodes, finally had an idea. Yes, a merch idea. Wow. Uh, a merch, a merch idea. idea. Yes. Why do we not have Wesley's red pen with the Potakesis logo for That's, for this? Yes. All four of us and one more would buy it. We should have <laughs> some kind true. of. I think that's a great. Let's idea. have a merch powwow after the episode, okay? Yes, let's do that. Love it. Okay. <laughs> you need David Watson to help you with that. He's always like merch. Is he the merch guy? <laughs> he is the merch guy for us. He wants uh he wants uh cufflinks. <gasps> and- <laughs> That's such he, a very specific niche group who would get I've that. Always, and you he know, fits into both. I think that's always, Jim, I think that's Jim's do... spirit, spirit animal. <laughs> what cufflinks? Yes, I don't know. I just yes. see Jim and as a cufflink hats. guy. Yes, and trucker hats. <laughs> yes. that's awesome. Anyway, All right. continue, continue. Yeah, if y'all uh, want to check out, we, we, did a, we did an episode with David Watson as our guest. It was a powerful episode. If you want to search back in the archive, we'll put yes. that in the show notes for you. Yes. Show notes. <laughs> All right. So, how is the Sabbath to be sanctified, Alan? Sanctified. Sorry, I just um, can, can do that. It's weeds today. Do, do some work, son. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to get there. Uh, well, what was the question again? <laughs> how is the Sabbath to be sanctified? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the Sabbath is to be sanctified by a holy resting all that day even from such worldly employments and recreations as are lawful on other days and spending the whole time in the public and private exercises of God's worship, except so much as is to be taken up in the works of necessity and mercy. Hmm. (sighs) And then um, what is forbidden in the fourth commandment? Wow. Forbidden. The fourth commandment forbids the omission or careless performance of the duties required and the profaning the day by idleness or uh, doing that which is in itself sinful or by unnecessary unnecessary thoughts, words, or works about our worldly employments or recreations. And then um, the last one, what are the reasons annexed to the fourth commandment? The reasons annexed to the fourth commandment are God's allowing us six days of the week for our own employments, his challenging a special propriety in the seventh, his own example, and his blessing the Sabbath day. All right. All right. So lots of questions. Lots and of answers. words. Lots, lots of, of words. Questions and so answers. <laughs> That's exactly right. So lots of questions words. and answers here for the uh, fourth commandment on the Sabbath. Now, in the... In the catechism, there are a lot of scripture texts, proof texts. We're not going to go through them all. We've looked at the main one from Exodus chapter 28 through 11, um, but we do want to hit on a few a few things that uh, we think are important. Particularly, let's go to uh, the Gospels. And Jim, you want to share a little bit from that uh, passage about Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath. Uh, yeah, so this is in Matthew chapter 12. Um, And and of course, you'll remember that in all of these questions, the catechism is sure to provide scripture proofs, as they call them, that that helped inform the question and will help you study further. Uh, The whole chapter is listed here. And so if you'll settle in. um, (laughs) I'm laughing. I am laughing. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We make people laugh. Um, This is the story in the beginning of the time that Jesus was walking through the grain fields with his disciples on the Sabbath. Um, and they begin to pluck the grains, um, the heads of grain, and <gasps> eat them. I know it's just on tragic. The Sabbath, yeah. On um, the Sabbath. And the Pharisees 
who were very, very eager to keep the law because they felt like the purity uh, of the people was going to bring forward great goodness from God. They confronted Jesus about it. And what he ends up telling them after, you know, great words there from Jesus, after all, um, is he says, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. The son of man is Lord for the Sabbath. He says, I tell you something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless for the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. Mm. And that's quite a, quite a packed statement. Of course, son of man would then in turn be referring to Jesus and the position office and uh, theme that he holds in the world and scriptural narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I want to read from Genesis chapter 1, and then we're going to get into why all this matters. This uh, passage from Genesis chapter 1 is the end of Genesis—actually, it's in Genesis 2, uh, but it's the uh, first creation account that is recorded here um, in, your, in your Bibles, and it says this. It says, "'Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work.'" that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Um, it's interesting when we read the, uh, the commandment, um, it, it puts out this command and as a, as a, in a sense of we are to obey the Sabbath uh, because God did this himself. Like God becomes the example that we are to follow. He created, he rested, we work, we are, we are supposed to rest, we are supposed to take Sabbath as well. Um, and so it's a, just an interesting dynamic there for me as well. And I just love the way uh, Genesis puts this out there, almost to the sense of Sandy Richter, who wrote uh, Epic of Eden, it's a great book on entry level uh, on, a, on the Old Testament and entry into the Old Testament, talks about uh, this language of resting from Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, um, almost in the sense of God taking his throne and sitting over his creation and saying, you know, and rule over it on that seventh day. And so it's just an interesting picture uh, for me there mm-hmm. as well. Do you notice... <clears throat> Do you know something interesting about that day at the end? No, tell us. Tell, tell us. me, Maggie. Tell please, me. Please. Interesting. So um, um, I, you know, I'm not a theologian, but I studied a lot of literature. So I always, whenever I read Genesis, Genesis in particular, I um, there are a lot of interesting word patterns. Yes. And if you go through the days, you know, each one of them ends and it was morning and evening, but mm-hmm. not on the seventh day. Mm. There's no morning and no evening on the seventh day because, do you know why? Because. Please tell us. Because the day doesn't end? Yeah. Because the seventh day is eternity. Oh. oh. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> no, no but- no, but seriously, seriously, to take—I mean, the the literature, language, and word usage in the scripture is so beautiful and has so many interpretive keys to it. Pay attention, read close. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is what I thought was interesting as I was um, um, praying and preparing for this podcast. So I got Brett's email, and he was like, "You can prepare as little or as much as you want," and I was like. Oh yeah, I'm not going on a podcast with three pastors and not reading. <laughs> That's not happening. 
So I was praying and, and one of the things I noticed that is not in all of these, um, the scripture listings, the proof text is Hebrews. I noticed that too. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He, he actually so, told us this. We were texting earlier today, going back and forth about this. And he brought up the Hebrews 4 passage in Hebrews yes. 4. All right, Hebrews go for chapter, it. This is divine. Hebrews, go for it. Hebrews chapter 4, the Sabbath rest for the people of God. Mm. That mm. Jesus is the Sabbath. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think, you know, it's interesting because we often wonder if the Sabbath as is relevant for today, meaning like, mm. should we all stop working on this one day? Should we, you know, whatever. And sometimes when people approach it from that perspective, I kind of am like, I think we're missing the forest for the trees here. Yeah. You know, mm. um, my husband's first appointment was this lovely little church. I love those people to death. Um, but I remember one Sunday afternoon, shortly after we got there, he got on the riding mower to mow the grass after church. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. And it was a, oh no. (laughs) It was a, oh no. We heard about that later. They were very nice about it. They were like, we know, we know that you are from the North. Oh, (laughs) is anything ever good? uh, Good ever start that way? (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly kidding, although not really. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Um, and and again, I say this all in love, Mm -hmm. but um, they were like, we know that that probably doesn't matter where you're from, but it matters here, and some people are going to notice that you're mowing the grass on Sunday afternoon. And um, it was just fascinating. But I, you know, we we used to, our family, we used to actually, um, we took on a discipline when my husband was in seminary of having Sabbath dinner mm. every Saturday night. Yeah. And it was a, a very specific discipline that we took on, sort of very akin to the, um, akin to what is laid out in in the Old Testament, but it had this fascinating effect, which is that it started to bleed into all of the other days because what this practice showed us was that it wasn't about not doing anything on one day. It's about the, what happens when you choose to abide in God's presence intentionally for one day and how that then begins to shape everything else. And um, anyway, that is... Is I think the original intention of the law was to sort of say, "Be with me." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, I, it's it's interesting. Go ahead, Alan. Well, no, I think um, I think that I think we ought to just jump right in there because I think Do that it. is a question for us to 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 talk about and try to answer. Is is it about is it about one day um, or is it is it about um, what is it about? You know, because yeah. that, that thing that that's real. I mean, my first appointment, Adrian, um, small town in Georgia. I mean, that was a real thing. You just knew you didn't you didn't mow your yard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a real real thing, and um, and so is it. Um, is is the Sabbath about keeping one day um, set apart to to not work? I mean, which is what the the scripture suggest, you know, mm-hmm. um, seems to be in, in 
Did you just say the scripture su su suggests? Yeah, well, I know, okay. right, right, right. Carry on. Right. He, I know, I, know I was trying to back, back that up. Thank it, you yeah, very much. Um, I won't edit it out, though. Yeah, don't. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh, Alan. So, exactly. This is what I have to deal with, Maggie. <laughs> Be the glue, Alan. Be the glue. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are your thoughts? Is it <sighs> is it is it a particular day um, or not? So I'd, I'll, I'll speak wait, wait, let's just take a quick poll. Oh, poll. Oh, poll. Really poll. Quick poll. poll like, question. Just, is this a Twitter poll? You, no, just yes or no right now. What do you think? I think no. It's not one day. I think kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I don't know because I don't practice this. I mean, it's just this for me. Okay, so here's for me. Um, I can see both ends on the both answers on this because it does seem. I do. I do agree with the whole. It's it's resting in Jesus. It's 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 turning your eyes onto the author and perfecter of our faith. It's it's the holistic thing um, within us. But I also understand that piece that there is there's something special about a group of people saying to the world around it. We're not doing anything today. <laughs> well, not that we're not doing anything well, today. Well, we're not. We're not doing. We're not doing what y'all are doing. We're worshiping. Yes. This day, and we're resting. So yeah. I do think oh, yes, there's. Yes, yes. So let, let me let me kind of qualify why kind of, um, because one you see here in the Genesis passage that God actually hallows time. Yeah. So there's time. Time is something that becomes holy. And a part of that time gets set aside strictly and wholly for God. And we in our culture today, and maybe for a long time, I know, in fact, something I'll bring up later is, is all throughout antiquity even, we don't treat time as holy. We treat time purely as a commodity or mm -hmm. a dread um, mm -hmm. and something that either uses us or we use. Ooh, yeah, and sure. I would yeah. say that whether or not it's a specific day, like Seventh-day Adventists who require it to be on a Saturday um, or the Christians of yore who uh, said the Lord's Day is now the Sabbath and it must be observed with all legalities, which I think we can get into later. Um, I think if we're going to read the kingdom back into our lives, if we're to stretch forward and bring a reality that is coming fully into our lives, that we are going to need something like a set-aside time to try to practice. So yeah, it may not be a 24-hour day period for you. Um, I know that people go back and forth in the ministry about, can I be a pastor and have my Sabbath on Sunday? Um, I'll argue the answer is yes for other reasons. Um, but I think, does it have to be like Saturday? Does it have to be sundown to sundown on Friday Friday night to, to Saturday night? Uh, does it have to be 24 count, uh, you know, clock hours? Not so sure. But should there be a discipline because I'm going to need a discipline to learn this. I'm bad at this. It's not even yeah. that I stop working, but that my relationship with time is not holy. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that that's, I, I, I relate to that. I agree with that. In fact, I think that that's part of why my family took on this practice yes. when my husband was in seminary because our, I mean, you guys have been through seminary, mm -hmm. so you know how crazy it can be. And yeah. like a lot of people in seminary. He worked full-time as a youth pastor and he was in school full-time and we had kids and, you know, so our relationship to time was totally unholy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. chaotic. And yeah. this practice anchored us. And it also 
and it wasn't just like it, it was more than just say, for instance, having a family dinner. Yeah. Like I, I know a lot of families will sort of say, okay, well, we have a family dinner time. Okay. That's great. I think that's an excellent practice. Families should have family dinners, but this is more than that. It is a consecrated time. Yes. Yeah. So it's a time where there's a very particular purpose and, um, and the peace that and the order, mm-hmm. you know, because like you're saying, Jim, because God has hallowed time, He's sanctified it. When we enter into His presence and we give it to Him, mm-hmm. then He can give it back to us and sort of say, "This is what it looks like mm-hmm. when I order your time." Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Like, you know, so it's yeah. not insane and yeah. chaotic and whatever. So. Yeah. Here, let me qualify. Oh, no, I don't think it's a Wednesday <laughs> because I'm realizing I actually don't think that, but because I am so belligerently argumentative about everything. <laughs> Welcome to the Potakesis podcast. Well, I guess. Um, I guess my thought He's is about to qualify, brother. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no. I, well, what I was just going to say is that I think that that in my mind in my mind no one cares about my mind i think that what i see when i read scripture um is that god implementing a practice by which we then become sanctified obviously like that sounds super obvious now that i say it out loud (laughs) you're like go ahead alan well no i think um Going through going through these questions, getting prepared for this episode, I sort of felt myself being convicted mm. um, because it ver- it seems to highlight or emphasize a particular day, like the seventh day, um, whatever that is, whether that's a Saturday or whether that's a Sunday or whatever. It, it it seems to highlight a particular day. Now, now we've also said that it, it omits Hebrews four and and some other passages that talk about you know Jesus and the Sabbath. So. Um, but, um, because I've found my, I've, I've said to other people, I've said to my parishioners, um, yeah, I understand that you have this crazy work schedule. This works that, that includes a Sunday. Um, but you have this other day that, um, that you're off or whatever that you can make holy. Um, and, and I think that is the difference, but because we are not of one people, we're not one people anymore, like mm-hmm. the Israelites and such. So that we all are on all these different kinds of work schedules in terms of um, um, everybody has different lives and so forth. So um, I, I do think uh, there has there's there needs to be something. I don't know of adjustment. I don't know if that's the right word or not. But um, to 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 help people find time to make it holy um, mm-hmm. outside of whether it's a Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because uh, one of the things that I have felt convicted by a lot lately is when anybody, especially church members, will, hey, Brett, how are you doing? My immediate answer has been, man, things are just busy. Things are busy. To the point where I hear myself saying it over and over and over again, um, I, I, the conviction I've had is I have an unhealthy, as you said, Jim, an unhealthy relationship with time, where time has itself taken control of me, and um, and I just I just go and go and go, and I wish I had more time, or I'm always so busy. I just have this unhealthy relationship with time, and Sabbath has always been one of those things, one of those disciplines 
um, that's been the hardest for me because it seems to, for me it's the um, it's the hardest to keep. Mm. It's the hardest for me to to dig into. Um, and um, I was I was reading and prepping for this. I was reading some commentaries on this passage, and uh, and two two things really kind of stuck out to me. One was as as in general with the Ten Commandments. Uh, one commentator wrote that these commands are not given so we can be good citizens, but so that we can reflect even more fully the image of God in which we participate through our union with the risen Christ. That's correct. And I don't do that well with how I, I view time. I don't mm. reflect my relationship with Jesus. You know what? I, I reflect a relationship with time is what I have, and it's a bad, abusive one. Oh, and, goodness. And then... um. Augustine uses kind of figurative language when he says um, about the Sabbath. He goes, we're not ordered to keep the Sabbath day by a literal corporal abstinence from work as the Jews observe it. And indeed, that observance is of theirs because it is so commanded is considered, he says, is considered ludicrous unless it signifies some other spiritual rest. From this, we understand that all the truths which are expressed figuratively in Scripture, in the Scriptures, are appropriately designed to arouse love. By love, we attain to rest. Mm -hmm. The only commandment that is given figuratively, um, the only commandment that is given figuratively, is the one by which rest is enjoined. Rest is universally loved, but found pure and entire, and entire in God alone. I. That actually, that is, that relates to Hebrews yeah. 4. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews, well, chapter 3 beforehand um, and chapter 4, they talk about Psalm 95. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 95 is that Psalm, um, you know, don't harden your hearts as you did that day in Meribah, but... And then it says today, and in Hebrews it says today, hear the voice of the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. soften your hearts towards him, rest in him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm, as I'm harping on the presence of God, mm, yes. because, because um, we can't necessarily, like, like Alan is saying, we're not a, the body of Christ is not unified around one single rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, as the Israelite people were, but we are unified in Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, God, it doesn't make sense that God would then say, All right, well, you have to be unified around this one day. You know, he's going to unify his body around the one thing we can can all be unified in, are all unified in, which is Jesus Christ. And it's in Christ also that we're also formed to look like God. And the more we like the father and the more we all look like the father, the more we all start to actually bear resemblance. Mm. Like the Sabbath is a me, a unifying means. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. It's a lot of yes, like, it does. No, no. Um, yeah, and that and that brings into this constant uh, tension that we have, which is um, I do so that I can make space for the presence of God to work on me. Right. And sometimes I do because I've thought the doing was the most important thing. 
And so it's this dance that we constantly have to pay attention to. And I think it's one that we can really master in our, in our minds and in our Mm -hmm. hearts um, to make happen. Because if you, if you're, if you're keeping the rules of the Sabbath, and this goes back to the Pharisees confrontations, um, but you are not um, seeking God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, um, then are you keeping Sabbath? I think that's an excellent, that's a good point. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's better to give it a shot when your heart's not in it though. So you got to, you know, oh, uh, yeah. act it till you feel it. Yeah. Yes. And, and in fact, I would, I would kind of argue that I don't know, you know, and I don't know how able we are to keep the commandments without Christ. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Think, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's like you're saying, Jimmy, it is, a, it is an intellectual idea that we can sort of adopt, but the, the transformative power is not just understanding the idea. Right. It's just doing it and then letting it change us. And in the process of practicing it, constantly turning back to God. That's right. Um, Isn't what you just said, the argument Paul makes, though, in like Romans 7 and then going on into 8, that we, if, outside of Jesus, if we try to keep the law, right, which the Ten yeah. Commandments is part of, if we try to keep the law, what is it? Um, that I, which I want to do, I do not do. That which I do, do I, I don't want to do. And then he gets into, there is no, therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation from what? Like, you know, what was condemning us? Condemning us? Well, it was not adhering to the law. It's like trying, because he comes out of chapter 7 into that statement. What was bringing condemnation upon us? Well, it was our failure to keep the law on yeah. our own terms but jesus makes it a like he he uh, you're, so you're right it's only through christ that we can actually do these things because he has fulfilled the law yeah but but it should start in a discipline yes well, yeah. like I, I don't want so and I think this it is, does. Yes. yeah it, and i think that if we if we correct me if i'm wrong pastors you oh, know goodness but, the the difference the major difference between the new covenant and i mean the old covenant and the new covenant right the old testament and the new testament is the heart and 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 god has always been after the heart of his people and before jesus we had the law mm-hmm. and the law was a means of in a sense modifying behavior but it was also grace you know um it was, it was grace yeah it it was it's the grace that was available to them it's and paul i think would say it's the grace that reveals our sin now i mean he says uh you know i tried to keep the law and all the law did was awaken me to my sin <laughs> <laughs> yes. but we couldn't the law was never going to transform the heart the law can change our behavior and it can even implement new rituals. But, you know, God says, he's like, you are a stiff-necked people. You've hardened your hearts to me. Like, I'm, you know, like he says to Moses, I'm not going with you people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, right. you're disobedient. But it is when Christ comes as a human being that then all of a sudden he has access to our hearts. And it, because he dwells within us, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. because he comes, he's, that's what we now, you know. 
Yeah, and and Christ becomes everything that the law wanted it to be, wanted yes. to be, and started within us. If you remember, um, it, it, say for example in Leviticus, the strange, strange book everybody loves to make fun of. Um, <laughs> it starts with the people of God and Moses outside of the tent of meeting, and then He gives forward this law. And what it is is, and, and then Numbers begins with. The, with Moses inside the tent of meeting. So the law is, is not a set of rules that you must follow. It's God's way of saying, I am holy and I want you to be mine. Let's begin. Let's yeah. Begin. yeah. And then Jesus becomes, here is the fulfillment of what has been, be- what has been begun. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny. Um, Augustine, uh, Augustine or Augustine, uh, I'd hate to make a bone, you know, bones with him, but um, figurative, maybe, maybe uh, one interpretive lens. You know what? Another completely fascinating avenue to talk about the Sabbath is out of Walter Brueggemann's Sabbath as Resistance. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar. Let me give you all a quick breakdown. What you're going to find, and Alan reminded me of this earlier, is that throughout the prophets, one of the major beefs that God has with the people is they're abusing and not keeping the Sabbath or keeping it in really rough ways. Mm-hmm. So Brueggemann makes a big note of how the commandments are situated after the Exodus. Right. Right. And he says that Sabbath, the lack of Sabbath keeping um, is the, is a huge cause of many oppressive injustice ills in our world today. So for example, he notes that in Egypt under the slavery, they were under the constant need of production and commodification, Mm. but not in God's kingdom. However, it is not, all commodification and production. In fact, you will not produce. The first right. time that it's that people are commanded to keep the Sabbath is, is after this. And he says the the need for constant commodification and production leads to power structures, leads to oppression, leads to um, all sorts of ills. Uh, and the reality is we are being formed in a world. We are just simply being spiritually formed whether we want to or not, by the way by forces of your choosing, God's choosing, or just naturally happening. It's like erosion. Um, You are a big rock in the middle of a windy desert, and you get to choose. If you don't choose, you'll just be formed into whatever the wind makes you. We have been formed in a commodity culture. You are commodity. In fact, on social media, you are the product. Um, Your time is all a commodity. All available for work should all be used for production. And Sabbath says no. The practice mm-hmm. of Sabbath, however we choose it, be it a day or be it uh, a season or a discipline or a practice, I think any step in that direction says no. Um, and it says to the world that people are not products. Time is not for constant use. Um, and the way that Brueggemann lays it out, though he gets into his, <laughs> he has some very particular thoughts on capitalism that are, and I'll leave you to read. But it's a pretty huge statement. It makes me think of Star Wars. Um, of course, that's what yeah, I would think it of. Does. It does. It <laughs> does. We are the rebellion. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but what, so on the same lines of that, um, isn't Sabbath keeping an act of trust? Isn't the discipline yeah. and the practice of Sabbath an act of trust? And when we're not, um, we're, we're not trusting God to provide, um, yeah. kind of the same idea of producing and, and, that's uh, the manna and the quail. Right. Well, the right. Seventh, because on the I mean, sixth day, 
I'll give you double. Yes. And the people who collected it were afraid there wouldn't be, and it and it disappeared. And so, yes, thanks, 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 Jim, for for saying exactly what I was about to say. Anytime, anytime, my psychic <laughs> brother. Anytime. Oh my, <laughs> my neural network is your neural network. No, it's just Mi we were uh, we had same brain, same yeah, brain. Yeah. It's good. No. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I mean, I, that's one of my favorite stories. I don't know why, because it's uh rotting food, but, uh, I just think, uh, I mean, here, here's, here's guys, people, he's told them specifically, um, don't collect, um, mm -hmm. on, you know, don't, and they, they refuse and we're still refusing to rest in and trust in God's presence and provision. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, uh, so yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's a, it's a discipline of, and practice of trust. There's a quote that uh, my friend, the Reverend Dr. Ted says, uh, reminded me of, and I can't remember who said it, but he said, there's a fallacy that all time is available for work. Oh, yeah. And I wish I had the origin of that quote, but that strikes me all the time. Can you think about the anxiety that comes to you when you have left something undone? Yes. Or that somebody else assumes that yes. your time is all available for work and they'll put yes. something forward. Think about an example, if you were to put it like the Israelites collecting manna and quail twice that one day, I'm not going to have enough or I'm not going to get it done. What do we do? I don't know about you, but I, I pop into high gear, open the laptop at nine at night and get it done real quick, pat myself on the back for being hyperproductive and dedicated. But I've just proven that all time is available for work. My anxiety, which is caused by the lack of trust in Sabbath, um, has you know, pushed me forward into further commodification of time and activity. I think the other thing too, that is a part of this, and this is one of the things I really actually love about this series that you guys are doing, the 10 commandments is that the 10 commandments are, are all interconnected. Oh yeah. You know, like if you keep the commandments, then you're like, if you keep one commandment, ideally, at least the way I, I personally understand them is that it's supposed to stop you from committing other, like breaking other commandments. So for instance, if you keep the Sabbath, you won't commit the pride mm. or you're going to be far less inclined. Why? Because you're not working out of your own power. Mm. You know, I mean, when we don't have faith or when we don't have a trust in God's provision, what we do when we do that is we say, Lord, I need you to stand over here while I do this thing right now because I need to do it because I need to control the circumstances and the outcomes and all of these things. And then when we do that, we are in, a, in essence creating a moment where we're like, well, yes, Lord, you're Lord over all these things, except this one little part where I have built an altar and uh -huh. I am supreme over this. Yeah. So um, that, you know, one of the reasons Christ is the fulfillment of the Sabbath is because he died for our sins. He accomplished the thing that we could not, we cannot do for ourselves. And the only way that we can have union with God, which is the point, is to go, you know, through that gate, go under that blood. And you can try to get around that as much as you want, but not, not going to go well for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm in a, uh, I'm appreciative of those words, Maggie, because I'm in a season of confession a lot with uh, in my life, um, and preaching confession. Um, you can always tell what 
I'm going through by just watching and listening to my sermons. That's just really just how it, how it works. Um, but, um, for, um, confessing sin and forgiving and asking for forgiveness of sin has been a big deal lately. Um, I don't know where that has come from other than the Lord is kind of leading me in that, in that season. Um, you know, Jim, you, you were, you were saying earlier about, um, one of the, um, about the anxiety piece to this. There's another thing on this as well that fits in with anxiety. For me, it is, um, looking for, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're looking for uh, confirmation that I'm doing a good job, or confirmation that I'm a that um, that I'm loved. Ultimately, it's it's some you know that I'm a loved person. Hmm. Um, and I, I've told my story, where I've come from, the things I've dealt, I've had happen in my past when I was growing up, how uh, the Lord spoke to me um, when I was 16 years old, told me He loved me, and that's when I gave my life to Him. Um, and what's interesting is I still have this tendency in my life that this is the big thing. This is my, this is my, uh, my thing for some people it's sexual sins or others it's drugs or alcohol. This is my thing right here. It is, it's time and it is work and it is, I, I do. And I do, I had a therapist one time say, Brett, you, you are going to end up dying because you're trying to do way too much, you're gonna you're you're gonna just you're you're spreading yourself way too thin, all for the reason of seeking someone out there, their their approval in your life. And um, that's true. Is is I I have this tendency in the way I look at work and the way I look at time. If I just keep doing the next thing, if I keep pushing hard if I if I if I if I'm just busy 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 and I can accomplish and accomplish and create and make and do and lead and and pastor and and help other people get to where they are no matter what the cost to me then then maybe someone will like me mm. maybe even someone will love me and God's always in the back right here saying but I do I love you I love you I love I've told you that over and over again and I am in this season of having to ask for forgiveness and confessing that sin, because this is the area, this is the place, this was the commandment I did not want to show up on. Mm. Because you this about, is the... About to call is, out sick today, is that what you were going to do? That's right, yeah. yeah. This is the place where I, uh, I am not there. And mm. um, I joke about it sometimes, but my identity is in my busyness. Mm. I love you, Brett. I just thank want you, you to know that. I thank love you, you too, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not to me. Hey, listen. I will say this. Years ago, Alan pulled me aside and said, brother, you got to get it together or we're going to be at your funeral. And I, I've always appreciated Alan for being being that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah. We well, all need I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, right. I, um, the one... Um, um, I was going to say something else, but I'm... <laughs> Are you going to be holy instead? <laughs> no, I was just... I was going to badmouth seminary, but I'm, I'm not. Don't, um, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, I had a really good class do it. in uh, seminary, and it was on Sabbath keeping. Mm, um, really? It was a whole class on Sabbath keeping, and actually, a, was it one or two classes where, like, really, it was all about taking a nap? 
Oh, that's funny. Uh, it was awesome. Like intentionally, like it wasn't, you know, but I mean, anyways, um, but I, 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 just a moment of honesty. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's never going to listen to this podcast. So, I mean, my dad, I love my dad. Um, Methodist Hi, pastor. Alan's dad. Yeah. Hey, Hey dad. Um, again, he's not going to listen cause he can't <laughs> handle technology. So, uh, um, love you, dad. And, uh, retired pastor, although he's, he's retired, serving a church in Mississippi right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a workaholic and he'll tell you that he was a workaholic. And, um, um, you know, um, I think Brett, y- y'all had similar, similar struggles. And so that's how I grew up. Um, I grew up with a dad who was always at the church, always, always busy with the life of the church. And so when God called me into ministry, um, which was the last thing I thought I was going to do, um, I just made a choice that, you know, I was not going to, I was not going down that same path. Um, and so I have strived, strived very hard to find a work life balance. And part of that is Sabbath. Um, I, I, I take off every Friday. Um, um, now, now I will admit that that time is not always holy. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, just, you know, it's, I don't, I, I don't all at a time, you know, set aside, it's not always, um, what it should be. Um, but um, I do strive to have that, that work life balance, um, and, and Sabbath keeping as a part of that. Yeah. Um, and that's just, um, just one of those decisions I made when I entered the ministry. Um, and so sometimes, um, work is sacrificed. Um, but, um, my, my work will, will come and go, but my family, I, you know, that's, that's, I will always have my family. Um, and so, that's anyways, that's my little, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> story. Well, let, me, let me say something here. Say it. Say it. I think this is interesting. You know, I, I'm married to a pastor and my husband has, he's worked in ministry for a number of years. And, and I have observed many, many of the same things that you're talking about. I mean, I've been on the other end of them and I remember having a horrible argument with my husband where I was just like, why can't you see that it doesn't matter? Like that you can have an, a balance, like, you know, and I, I mean, full, full disclosure, I spoke these words out of a real place of bitterness and hurt, you know, because I was mad at the church and mad at people who were always knocking on my husband's door, stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm not certainly not trying to make any of you three feel bad because you can't. Help. Oh no, we already feel no. bad enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're good. No, you can't make us feel any more bad. We're we're good. No, we're here's, we're Calvinist wretches. <laughs> here's the thing, um, like the the, the there's a difference between taking a rest and living in this, in the presence of God, mm-hmm. yeah. taking a rest is needed. Everybody should do it. I mean, everybody should do it. I, to the day I die, I will never be mad. I don't care how many little church ladies come writing, you know, whatever. I don't care how many of them pray bad prayers about me for the 
till the day I die, if my husband works on a weekend, I make him take a weekday off. Like, I'm just like, no, you weren't here. So you get a day back. That's how it goes. <laughs> so that's a rest. But sure. Sabbath is different. Yeah, you're right. It is. Sabbath is knowing that the deepest purpose of your life is to be with Jesus. And if your people in your church don't know that, and you've told them, then that's not your fault. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like the rich man and Lazarus, you know, Lazarus, will you at least go and tell my family of all blah, blah, blah. And the angel's like, no, Lazarus don't because they have the prophets and the word. And if they get it, then a man raised from the dead. Like, I'm sorry, church. Pastors have permission to pour into the people who are going to listen and they don't have to do the other stuff. That's mm. just the bottom line. Why? Because that is a desert. Yeah. And God has brought his people out of the desert. And if you would like to keep living there, that's fine. But don't make the Lord's shepherds set up camp. Mm. That is some baloney. <laughs> uh, which they're not allowed to eat, by the way. <laughs> 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 it's beef baloney. The other, the yeah. other thing yeah. is, is I'm, I'm not saying that that we shouldn't, you know. And I work, I, you know, I work in ministry. I, I work with people who are like, but I like Egypt. And I, you can have compassion for those people. You can have, you know, all, all of that, all of that, but. Just the, that is not what the Lord requires mm. of the of His shepherds. It's just right. not what He requires. It's in Scripture. You go give the good news, leave my blessing on the houses that receive it, and those that don't. Okay, yeah. I'll check back next year. Yeah, I think I think um, you're absolutely right. It's good. Absolutely word. right. Mm -hmm. I'll speak. I'll speak a hard word to pastors because I've had to speak it to myself most of the time that a pastor is going to say that the church is making them do something, they're lying. Yeah. Most of the time, the pastor is having a hard time with self-leadership and responsibility. Yeah. There are times that a long string of pastors like that in bad church culture will cause situations where you can't work out over a reasonable period of time, a positive expectation about a pastor's requirement to be with the Lord and to, I don't know, sleep every once in a while. <laughs> I've been guilty of this myself. Pastors, you can't blame other people when you have a problem, though. The church can't always be your whipping boy. Now that the church causes a problem, then let's let's talk about it. But if the church is being, if you're, if you can't blame it on the church when you have trouble saying no, or you have trouble setting boundaries, um, so there's there's this this back and forth. Yeah, um, Maggie, you got it. Yeah, but it's hard. Uh, it's hard. Hard. Well, uh, hard and, I, and I appreciate. I appreciate the distinct. That you're right. I mean, there is a difference between rest, and there is a difference between Sabbath keeping, which is where, where do abiding. mobile games fit in there? Where do mobile games fit in there? They, I don't know. Like games I, on I my guess phone. rest. I'm going with rest. <laughs> oh. um, but I, no. th but there is a difference in abiding in the presence of Christ, which I think is what um, Sabbath is well, mainly about. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing too here is this is not meant to be a burden. So yes, like, let's just keep, keep this in mind also is that his yoke is easy and we are the ones who, 
who take on other people's expectations and we hang them like 20 pound dumbbells over the yoke. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. We've got Jesus's yoke and we're like, Hey, this isn't too bad. And then, you know, so-and-so is like, Hey, could you also just be here 40 hours a day? <laughs> um, but, and we're like, well, okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, when we come into the family of God through baptism and through baptism in the Holy Spirit, baptism by water and by the Spirit, we become the dwelling place of Jesus Christ. There's no reason for the Sabbath to end. Mm. Do you know, do you ever read, there's a little book, I forget who wrote, Nowen, Henry Nowen. Mm. And it was about, it's, I can't remember the title now because... He wrote so many books. He just wrote so many. How could you remember (laughs) them? He wrote so many. That's why. But anyway, it's about uh, just the Desert Fathers. That might just be what it's called. But anyway, in this book, it talks about the practice of the Desert Fathers and the sort of the the cell, you know, just the the life of being in the cell. And then how these the Desert Mothers and Fathers would leave the desert, but they would keep the cell. The cell is an internal thing. You know, and that is how we keep the Sabbath. You know, like if you live knowing that the risen Lord lives in you, right? You can have his peace all the time. You can have his protection all the time. You can have his wisdom by the power of the Holy Spirit in your head, in your ear all the time. Mm. And so you never have to have anxiety. You never have to fear. And I know people read that scripture, you know, don't worry. And they're like, okay, but (laughs) you have not sat in my SBRC meetings or, you know Uh, what I mean? mm -hmm. But the the thing is, is we got, we have to keep our, we have to have perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, we are here for a period of time to serve the Lord, to serve his purposes, to deal with people. People are complicated and messy and super troublesome. And none of that is easy, but his peace, the peace of the kingdom of God is meant to be with you all the time. Mm. Mm. And if, you know, it's yours, it's there in every circumstance, joy in Christ. Mm. And if, if it's not, if it's absent in a really profound, consistent way, good Lord, stop and try to figure out why. <laughs> like, yeah. don't just keep barreling ahead without it. Yeah, yeah. Mm, guilty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, no, I'm serious. It's yeah. how long is it? How long? I mean, the beginning of my actual church vocational ministry, vocational ministry, um, it probably took years before I realized that the power and presence of God is my first and foremost responsibility to yeah. to engage yeah yeah mm-hmm. because i knew techniques i appreciate so much maggie that just continuing in the compelling way in which you're reorienting us to god first christ first faith first kingdom first mm-hmm. and then then a lot of this stuff seems to fall into proper place you know what i'd love to know i'd love to know what are some ways that we might suggest uh, really, this is a list for me, but we're going to pretend like it's for our podicumen listeners. <laughs> um, what, what are some ways that you would suggest would be helpful if somebody said, ah, I want to take the next step in abiding 
in with God's spirit? What, what are some things that they might be able to do? Practical things? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not revolutionary. You know, it's like actually close your laptop. Actually, no, oh, no. Could you give me something else? Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. That's, that's not going to work for us. Sorry. <laughs> that's not going to work for us. Sorry, sir. I really can't. I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I'm a workaholic too. I love to work. Yeah. Like I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love being mentally active. Yeah. And it is very hard to shut off my brain. Yeah. But you have to, mm. you have, to, I mean, here's, here's the bottom line. God does everything. All of these commandments, all of this is meant so that we can be formed into his children so that we can be with him. And if you don't do these things, like it just, it's, it's not that you won't quote unquote, go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But here's a revolutionary idea. What if the point is not getting to heaven? What if the point is holiness? What if the point is to have union with God right now? Because the mechanism of atonement gets us to, quote unquote, to heaven. I mean, if you, if you want to look at it in a sort of a, an equational kind of way, mm-hmm. you know? Although Wesley does say you can send away your baptism. So just keep that in mind, y'all. Mm-hmm. But That's true. That's true. But the point is to be made in his, in his image is to be repaired from the fallenness of our state. Like we should want that. Yeah. And we should have a deep hunger and conviction for it. Yeah. I remember when I thought to myself, oh gosh, I might actually be getting better when all of a sudden I thought to myself, I was just in a cycle of just mental busyness, a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of panic attacks and things like that. And I thought to myself, I'm going to stop doing some things. I'm going to let some things go and trust that what, that God means it when he said, actually, those things don't justify you. They don't actually make you valuable. And I think, I know that sounds impossible to wrap your mind around. Like if you're like, no, I I can't let things go. What people need is a revelation of God's love for them. Yeah, They need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Reading scripture without baptism of the Holy Spirit is is a rough deal. Mm. It's a rough deal Um, because it seems really overwhelming. But when you realize that it's God who does it, God does everything. You know, you don't justify yourself. You don't make yourself holy. You don't, you don't even have, without the power of the Holy Spirit, you don't have the ability to follow the commandments. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. So what I would say is do the parts you can do. Good Lord, open the door a crack for the Holy Spirit and then invite him to come. You know, close your laptop, turn your phone off. Don't look at it before bed. Read your Bible more than 10 minutes um pray pray 
for an absurdly long period of time. I remember. <laughs> and for some, that might mean two minutes. Yeah, I know, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I remember, um, I know, just for the listeners, I know my voice gets really intense sounding. My husband's always like, your tone of voice is so intense sometimes. You need to like, just so you know, I say this out of love. I love the church so much. Mm-hmm. It's absurd. Um, but when Rob was, um, when he was a pastor in the Virginia conference, uh, we had a particular bishop, not the bishop now, was uh, maybe a couple of bishops ago. Anyway, this bishop stood up and he was like, I want to encourage everyone in the conference to pray for an hour a day. Now, I, I you know, I was like, okay, an hour, all right. Right on. The spouse of our DS at the time, um, she was a lovely woman. She and I were chatting and she was like, can you believe this? She was like, well, she's like, I've had so many people come to me and be like an hour. Oh my gosh, an hour a day. And she, and she was saying, but I told them, don't worry, you can break it up into 15 minute increments because I know an hour at one time is really hard. Okay. So there's nothing wrong with breaking up into 15 minute increments or 10 minute increments or whatever. But listen, this is not meant to be condemning, but an hour is not that long. I mean, think about it. You Could you get not an hour. pray for one hour? Jesus says to his sleeping disciples. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be like super hardcore here or radical and think that we should all act like Jesus actually is the center of our lives. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah go come go, on go yeah come on but i'm just gonna say y'all give the lord of the universe an hour you know mm. the god who emptied himself of the power to create universes became a human being so you could be with him you could give him an hour just you just uh, it's an hour an just hour. an hour just you know what hour. i do for an hour sometimes um I don't know, but my browser history will tell you that I looked up a lot of YouTube videos and went on rabbit trails and learned about whales. <laughs> whales are God's creation. Imagine, imagine the yeah. things that we could do. Now, all that to say, like, it's amazing how quickly we can whittle away an hour. Oh, yeah. Or any length of time. Like you said, the, the hour is not the important part, but like, un, it's unstructured. Yeah. Unfru- I do that too. Listen. You know, I have had to take apps off of my phone. Also, people, yeah, like, I know, I know about Instagram. Yeah, I'm familiar with difficulties of YouTube. You know, I like, blocked I blocked Alan from texting me just just so I could have some peace. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a real thing. They shut up at my no. doorstep. It was a little awkward. It was but... very odd. Yeah, he called. They called. I didn't. I I couldn't help him out with the whole thing. You know? I, so yeah. I feel like I I'm like way more fired up about this than I thought I. Would I love be. it. I love it. Yeah, I so love great. it. Well, I love it. Let's be so fired up. This has been great. This has been great, and um, oh. uh, this you this and the last at least last fifteen twenty minutes. I mean, just just throwing truth on us so thank you for that absolutely and spirit which may be uh, why you work for the spirit spirit and truth (laughs) okay welcome to dad jokes yes everybody everybody sometimes you have to think what kind of person 
would I have to let God make me be for this to be a true part of my life? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What, what kind of person, God, do I need to let you make me be so I could yeah. be one that honors holy time and help me to be that way by trying a discipline or two, yeah. um, by taking a next step and by yielding my heart a little bit more. And thank God we've got a community of people around us that will help us do it because they want the best for us. Yeah. Heck yeah. I agree. Mm. And yeah. I really do love pastors. <laughs> I think, uh, I think that you, I think that you expressed, I don't think you really believe this. You expressed that we know more than we do. <laughs> the kids know tons. I mean, we listen, just, just I'm normal people just like everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I know. But I can't fix a car, but I can tell you where Habakkuk is. That's true. Well, here's the thing. Pastors are gifts to the church. That is a, that's a past, it's an office given by Jesus himself. That's right. Yeah. And it's, they are a gift to the church. And um, that's why it's really important that they do things like keep the Sabbath so that they can be who God has called them to be because, you know, God doesn't need us to do his work, but he has empowered us to have authority in our places and times. And that's a profound privilege and responsibility. And pastors have that. Did wow. you hear that, Brett? She just said that pastors need to keep the Sabbath. So if you'll get on that, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. I'm I on mean, it. if you'll, you'll, yeah, you yeah, worked that I'll, out? I'll get it. Yeah, I'll take care of it. No worries. <laughs> you can report back yeah. to me when you've got yeah, it figured yeah, out. Yeah, you sir, can call absolutely. my office number. Yeah, I will do that. All right. Well, um, hey, this has been great. This has been a, um, really good. I know for me, this has been uplifting. Um, and um, what I went into, I'm serious, what I went into with trepidation, talking about Sabbath, um, I've come out with a lot of um, hope on the other side of that. So that's some good stuff. Well, uh, so. we, we have talked about before that this is a spiritual discipline for us and uh, yeah. just having these conversations, and we're grateful for that. Hey, I wonder if there might be an opportunity to hear more conversations like this one. If you were to register— for the Spirit and Truth Conference in Dayton, Ohio, March 17th through the 19th of next year. Do you think that might be possible? I think it's a hundred percent certainty. Well, what if what if you're all, you can almost afford it, but you just you're you're short by twenty dollars? But what do you think we could do? And yeah. in the discount box, you could put podicesis, P-O-D-E-C-H-E-S-I-S, and Brett's that'll take bucket care of that. Brett's bucket list yes. has been checked off that he has his own promo code. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, Brett, you need a better bucket list. <laughs> well, once we fill this one, we'll upgrade. Once we fill this one, we'll upgrade. Thank you so much. All right. We'll upgrade. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Um, yeah, um, as Jim was alluding to there, the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 17th through the 19th in Dayton, Ohio. As you know, uh, the Podakesis podcast is part of the Spirit and Truth Podcasting Network. You can find out all about that at Spirit and Truth dot or spirit and truth dot life and find out more about the spirit and truth conference there as well you can also find out more about maggie there share pictures up in the uh in the uh, in, uh about us yeah go you find her there she'll tell you all about her um and also at the is- plain truth the holy spirited podcast which is part of the network you can uh take a look with her and david watson scott kisker and often yeah. a guest and uh our other network friend is um the ref uh reclamation podcast with yeah. uh with tony so yeah, we would tony love you to check out yeah. all those out yeah um Milton yes tony tony stiltberger hammer <laughs> rosenberger no, we were, we, were rosenberger. We, 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 we've broken the ice with tony he's he, he's yeah. given the blessing on the joke <laughs> rosenheimer 
In fact, we were on his show not too long ago, and I think it's the jam, so it'll yeah. come out soon. I love Tony. Oh our next our next episode is gonna we're gonna be talking about the fifth commandment honoring mom and dad this is also Ooh. a uh, this is also a pivotal uh, uh, commandment out of the ten where we start moving from this vertical relationship between us and God to um, a horizontal relationship between us and each other and it's interesting that honoring our parents is that pivot point. For this Honoring and so. mom and dad from you the know, You know Bible. what I want? I want to invite Podicumans <laughs> in our comments uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, via our email address, which Brett will share with you, or by calling our voicemail number. I think it would be wonderful to tell us a little bit about your experiences uh, honoring your mother and father because quite frankly it's 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 a beautiful thing and sometimes yeah. it's easier sometimes it's harder than others and if it's so pivotal to sit at the center of the commandments we should spend some time i'll tell you some of my mom and dad stories i'll tell you some of my kids mom and dad stories why don't you tell us some of yours and uh we'll help add some color and love to the podcast absolutely absolutely and you can find us um on uh on social media at podicesis instagram twitter and facebook and you can leave us a voicemail at 404-635-6679. Um, you can um, email us at questions at podakesis.com, and you can find us at podakesis.podbean.com for all episodes and information and show notes and links to this and that and all of that stuff. And you can leave a five-star rating and leave a review there at Apple Podcast. That does help us, and we are most appreciative of it. Maggie, you've been awesome. Thank you for being with us. Oh, my goodness. It was such a blessing to hang out with you guys. And, uh, yeah, my pleasure. Awesome, awesome. Hey, and if y'all want Brett to get on TikTok and bring Potakesis there, too, will you let us know? Uh, hashtag Brett TikTok. <laughs> oh, Lord. And Twitter Jesus. spaces and all this other stuff. Brett I'm, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, TikTok. Okay, okay. Brett TikTok. Is that going to be the uh, hashtag? We need to hashtag that? You'll find out. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, for the Potakesis podcast, as always, I'm Brett Maddox. Jim Morrow, Alan Kaysen, and our guest, Maggie Ulmer. We'll <laughs> Signing off. We'll talk to y'all later. Have a good one.